Welcome to Blue Talks. I hope you enjoy this speech that took place at the U of A as part of the Blue Talks series featuring Jessica Rosen. relationships but too few of us really do ask ourselves what it is that we want or need in a relationship on more of a depth level and so Rosalind said several things several nice things even about me as I was coming out here today and I don't want you to believe that it's, it's always been that way it actually takes me back to a time um, during my master's program as a volunteer psychologist when I was working with a lot of individuals who experienced a great deal of some of the worst traumas, uh, physical trauma, sexual trauma, emotional traumas. And as I was working with them, just noticing just the, the great effects that this had on them. And at the same time, noticing that I actually had experienced a lot of the similar traumas that I was hearing them speak about but I wasn't really noticing the effects that it had on me and the ways that they were sharing with me. And it kind of made me raise my eyebrow and go, huh, I wonder why I aren't experiencing these things in the same way that they are, even though I've been through a lot of the same things. And so what it led me to do is use some of the uh, strategies and techniques that I was learning during my programs and began to use them on myself. And so I started a, a digging process, and let me tell you, what I didn't know did hurt me. It was like waking up to a nightmare. It took me back to my childhood, during the years of living on the farm with my mom and my three siblings, and it also led me to realize just how abusive my father really was. Physically abusive, emotionally abusive to my mom, and myself and my three siblings. And just coming back to those days of living in great deal of fear on a daily basis, walking on eggshells of when dad might come home. It also took me to that moment in grade one when my mom took me out of school halfway through the school day to come out to a fully loaded station wagon with as many belongings as she could cram into it with my three siblings packed in that station wagon and we were driving off to the big city of Edmonton to the woman's shelter. And in my body, just so excited that I'd finally be free from my dad. To not only realize then that I'd be going into the big city, new schools, new kids, to roll into several years of being bullied and never really fitting in. And in fact, being bullied by other kids that I thought were my friends, being called names about how I looked, um, being called fat on a daily basis and so it was just such a really insecure time of my life of not knowing who my friends were and why would they would even choose me as their friends so I was quite isolated during those period periods of years and, and times to then taking myself into my teenage years 
and finally losing some of the weight that I had and nearly suffering from anorexia nervosa. And at the time, having lost the weight, now getting attention for the first time from boys. And so that was kind of exciting for me that people wanted to be around me. And so as I was continuing to dig with some of these strategies that I had learned, it really woke me up to this realization just how many times that I had been sexually assaulted. It was something that I didn't really connect with. It's like I had an awareness of it up to that point, but in working with the people that I had, I didn't really see it even as sexual assault and, and rape until I was working with others and I was able to see it in them and the real effects that it had on them. And so then, at that time, as a volunteer psychologist, taking myself into the marriage that I was in and married with three kids, and I actually woke up to the reality that my husband was an alcoholic, that we were extremely disconnected on all levels. We had slept in separate bedrooms at that time for several years, and it was kind of one of those things where it just seemed like a normal way of, of being. It seemed to make sense, and there was ways to rationalize how that made sense, but it wasn't until I was like really looking at it that I realized that I seemed to have on the outside what everyone thought was what you should be doing. I checked off all the boxes. I was married, I had three kids, I was in my master's program, I made sure I had a big home with a large enough backyard for my kids to play in. But on the inside, just feeling extremely isolated and alone. And of course, carrying with me that, that real insecurity and feeling not good enough in, in, in my marriage. And so it was waking up to this reality that this isn't really a marriage and a relationship that, that works for me, that feels the way that I would think that a relationship should feel like. And so for me then, I decided that I needed to, you know, look a little bit deeper within myself. And as I continued to do that, I found myself in my garage actually contemplating killing myself. I was at the bottom of the depths of despair that I could ever experience and wondering what did, what did I really have to offer? What worth, what value did I have? When I looked over my life at all these experiences that told me that I, I was worth nothing. And it was in those moments and in this garage that it was truly believable. There was no other alternatives in my mind than to take my life. And as I was in that garage, just in excruciating pain with my eyes closed, it was like the spark went off in me. And in the midst of noticing all these patterns of where I've come from and all these different experiences, there was a simultaneous awareness of and wondering if I really was worth nothing and had no value whatsoever, then how did I get through all of those years of experiences? How was I able to help my mom pack our belongings and hide our belongings so that my dad couldn't see them before the day came that we could finally leave? How was I able to get through those years of bullying and, and strive academically at the time and excel? How was I able to do the same during my high school years with my eyes on the target of becoming a psychologist in the middle of being sexually assaulted and abused by boys and men? How was I able to go through all of that 
in the way that I did. And as I sat there in that, in that garage, I also wondered, how was I able to love my children the way that I truly did and dedicate most of my life to them at that time? How was that possible if I was worth so little and if I was worth nothing at all? And so it, then it kind of translated into me deciding, okay, I think that there's something there. I'm not gonna kill myself. And my curiosity was piqued about what is there about me then that I don't already know? And so I decided to look around me and I really couldn't find a lot of role models, a lot of others that I could look to about what it would mean to be the kind of person that you would wanna be, what, what it would mean to be in a relationship that really is healthy and one that someone really feels good about. And so it took me to this place of having to discover that for myself. And for me, I actually came to understanding seven steps that took me to actually where I am today. And I'm gonna share three of those steps with you today. And so the first step in my journey that I discovered, and this was really early on, is that I needed to get a sense of a new story for myself. So up to that point, I had my old story of pretty much a lot of what I've already described to you of where I've come from. But I needed a, a new story, something that was about who I really saw myself to be, who I imagined myself to really be. Even if I wasn't fully connected with that yet, there was a spark of an imagining of that. And there was also looking into what is a way of being that I truly wanted to live and embody in my life? And importantly, what was the type of relationship that I imagined, really imagined for myself, even if it was something that I hadn't connected to and pretty much everyone in my life said that it was a pipe dream. And at the time, I connected in with this, this imagining that I had and this image of me standing in a kitchen and it was a kitchen of a home that was different than the one I was living with, with my husband at the time. And I didn't know which one it was, but it was a different kitchen. And I was standing there, just feeling fully grounded, this, this feeling of empowerment in my body and a lightness, a different sort of energy, this expansion in my chest, and a, a sense of freedom and independence. And so what I did was, on a really regular basis, without really realizing this, is I connected in with this body sensation, this image, and it was almost like a beacon that I was following. And what it did was it allowed me to create then the steps that I needed to get to where I needed to go. And so then the second step that I need, really needed to explore and become more familiar with was a lot of what I've described to you at the time I wasn't aware of was my old story. Really, what are the pieces what are the experiences? Who are the people that have fed into the story that I had believed up to that point, that I believed to be fully true about myself and who I was and what I deserved in life? And what were those voices that I actually continued to carry, even though I was maybe away from those people and not around them anymore? It was as though these voices became my own. The bullies, my bullies' voices became my own. Uh, ex-partners became my own voices. 
And a lot of them were telling me about how I wasn't good enough, how I wasn't worthy, the ways that I was less than. Another part of my voice that really came up for me at the time was a real wounded voice, just feeling extremely wounded and not okay, not good enough. And as I noticed these stories and these voices, it helped me to connect with these patterns, the patterns that allowed me to be in these sorts of relationships and experiences and find it okay, that allowed me to not even question that there was anything wrong with it. And the more that I connected with these patterns, then I could identify it more. So I spent time identifying, you know, what are these patterns? What are these voices that come up for me? And so when it happens, I can look at it a little bit more clearly and question it for once, which then takes me to my third step, which is building and becoming more familiar with who my truer self really is. Who was I really? What would be there to question any of these voices that were happening for me up to that point? And again, I said earlier, what I didn't know did hurt me. It was about not knowing any of these aspects of who I really was. And so spending a great deal of time connecting with what parts of me did I not know about? What ways about me, for example, did I not know that I could express my truth, that I could express and use my voice? Spending all those years staying quiet, not saying, not believing even that I could say, that the imagining wasn't even there, that it was possible that I could say something. That old story of me would not even know that I'd be standing right here on the stage today in front of you, being able to express in this way. That old story would not know that I had parts of me that had that certain sort of power and confidence and ability and creativity to write the book that I have and to write about coming alive in life and love. And that old story in me would not know that I had these parts within me and the voice within me and the knowing within me to be able to experience the type of relationship that I really could feel truly loved, truly good about myself. To be able to experience that sort of relationship that I ex could express what it is that I want, what it is that I need and that be okay to do that. And to be able to be in that sort of relationship that I really could be seen for who I was. Not from where I came from, not what from someone else might put on onto me and what they think about me, but more importantly, about who I really was and what I had to say and what I needed to express. And then in turn, have that space and ability to, and capacity to be able to do that for someone else, to be able to really love and see someone else and give them that space because I'm okay where I am and I can offer that to another. And so I shared now a bit of my journey with you and what I'm gonna do is invite you into just a really short meditation. And some of you might not have meditated before but it's only about two to three minutes long and I'll take you on a little bit of a journey. So I'm gonna ask you just in your seats here with me 
Just close your eyes or even have soft eyes, whichever feels most comfortable for you. Just noticing your breath and the ways that you've become more still even within yourself and your body. And taking a moment even to notice that part with you, that observer, the witness within you right now who's listening, who's breathing, occupying that space in your body, just noticing that witness that you have within you. And I'm going to invite you to take a few steps down some stairs, as though you're standing on a landing of stairs. And with each step that you take down these stairs, you're going to become closer and closer and more connected to that deeper part within you, that truer part that you have within you. And as you take the next step, just noticing the way that part is right there within you, your truer self, who has been with you all along through your life, through all your experiences and challenges, taking the next step down, noticing the way that part's been there with you, through any sorts of excitements and joys. And as you step down even closer to that part, connecting with all the different facets of that parts within you, of confidence that's allowed you to get to where you are today, and strengths, the knowings and wisdoms that you have within you as you connect even further, deeper, within yourself. And as you make your way down to the base of that landing, truly connecting in with your truer self here with you today. Just take some time to notice what this truer part of you really needs. This part of you truly needs in within a relationship with others. Emotionally, what you would need. Sexually, what you need. Physically, all of your needs and wants that are most important, that you value the most and need within your life. Taking time to notice how you might even share that with another from this place of truth. How you have that confidence within you, that personal power within you to be able to express in whatever ways you need exactly what is true for you. And so knowing that you can return at any time to this place within you, your truer self. Continuing now, we're going to be coming back up those stairs, holding that energy and feeling sensation that you have of yourself. All the way up back here into this space, into this room, opening your eyes. 
as you continue back here with me, with your eyes open, holding that within you. And so I've taken you through a bit of a journey today. And the three steps that we went through are identifying what your new story is, how you see yourself, how you imagine where you need to be, and your way of being that will go with that place, with that way of being. And the second step is really becoming familiar with your old story and with the voices that speak to that old story that continue to want to come up and sabotage at times and get in the way of you becoming who you really are and connecting with what you really want to need in your relationships. And the third step is discovering those aspects and parts and ways about you that you haven't yet connected with, that you have yet to become aware of, that's really always been there within you. You just haven't had that opportunity yet to experience, to express, to embody that yet. And so taking that time to practice and do whatever you need to be able to have those parts of you to come out to allow your whole way of being to truly come alive, to move from being more in a survival, maybe even autopilot mode, and to becoming more alive in your life and in your relationships. And so I said I would be circling back to what we originally started with today. And as you sit here, connecting even further within your truer self and who you really are, asking yourself, do you really know what you want and need in a relationship? Thank you. You can learn more about Jessica Rosen at jessicarosenpsychology.com and you can learn more about Blue Talks at bluetalks.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.